everybody come down. The show's about to start. Turn it up loud. Turn, 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 turn. Any reproduction of the money or the difference. Right now, 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 right now. Dangers of the mind. Dangers of the mind. My mind is playing tricks on me. My mind is playing tricks on me. No longer can fear be your friend. Fear. What happens on earth stays on earth. And I can't take these feelings with me. So hopefully they disperse. The position of your mind determines the posture of your life. Dangers of the the Dangers of the Mind Podcast. The, 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 the Dangers of the Mind Podcast with Kristen Hopkins. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? It's your girl, Kristen Hopkins, here for another Dangers of the Mind episode. And I'm so excited because today's episode is very special to me. I am here with my Dangers of the Mind class from Roosevelt State. Represent! Okay, okay, our stay. So listen, today we're having um, just some fun today in our class. We're going to talk to you about something that's powerful and it's crazy because I was supposed to record this podcast episode probably about three or four weeks ago. So the fact that I'm recording it right now is telling me that this is going to be a powerful day, um, a powerful day of impact for you guys, every student, every teacher, every educator, everyone that is listening to this podcast, we are going to be able to impact you in some fashion or form or way. So I'm excited about that. If you joined us for the first time, this is your very first time joining Dangers of Mind, our podcast talks about the attacks against your thought life that shift your progress, attacks of brokenness and fear and insecurity and complacency and distractions, things that really delay you from walking in your fullest purpose. And we help you learn these things through social and emotional skills like social awareness and self-awareness and responsible decision-making, relationship skills, as well as self-management. So let's get into today's topic, y'all. Today's topic is walking statistics. Now, the reason why I'm actually doing this topic in the first place is because my students actually inspire me. We had a conversation about how many weeks ago? Yeah, I think maybe two, three weeks ago. And it was a conversation about um, just how many of these kids have been locked up. You know, and it was just a regular conversation. And, you know, and a majority of our kids raised their hand. And that brought me to a really a deep place because I feel like as we walk in today's society, whether you've been locked up, whether you're a single mom, whether you are your first to graduate out your your family, whatever you have done in your life, it, it results in a statistic in some type of form. And so right now I'm going to have Adina come to you with some statistic facts, some examples, some examples of just random statistics that we go through. And then you'll be able to hear from my students on how they have or were a statistic or are still a statistic, but how they've literally transformed themselves to understand what they've done wrong and how they can do better. Okay. All right. So Kristen spoke about how she asked her students who've been locked up and she saw an alarming rate of people raise their hands. Well, the NAACP posted that nationwide African-American children represent 32% of children who are arrested, 42% of children who are detained, and 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to criminal court. So out of all the children whose cases get sent to criminal court, not just, you know, juvenile, it's 52% African-American. So that's, wow. that's y'all. That's More than half. Another alarming stat is that African Americans are incarcerated at more than five times the rate of whites. The imprisonment rate for African American women is twice that of white women, 
And though African-American and Hispanics make up approximately 32% of the U.S. population, they comprise 56% of all incarcerated people in 2015. So we're only 32% of the population, but 56% of prison population. And if African-Americans and Hispanics were incarcerated at the same rate as whites, prison and jail populations would decline by almost 40%. Do y'all hear that? That's crazy. That is crazy. Say that one more time. If African Americans and Hispanics were incarcerated at the same rates as whites, prison and jail populations would decline by almost 40%. Mm. So let's talk about some statistics that we, we are right now. I know a statistic. I'm the only entrepreneur in my immediate family. So I guess I'm in a positive statistic where I'm branching out and doing something new. I don't know how many entrepreneurs, how many black women entrepreneurs there are uh, statistic wise. We could, I know we could figure that out or find that out, but I'm, I'm in that pool, you know, of statistics. Let's do a random statistic. And how many brothers and sisters do you have? Two sisters. Two sisters. Okay. And you have any brothers? Okay, no brothers. Okay. So that's a statistic in itself, though. There's there's siblings that only have sisters, and they don't have brothers. You know, these are statistics that are examples of statistics. What about you, or should I? I have one older sister. One older sister. What what statistic will you relate to the most that you think you're, you may need to change about yourself? Something positive? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Anything positive that you feel that you need to change? You got something for him, Joel? Being nicer to his sister. That's a statistic that there's mean brothers out there in the world. Well, <laughs> he never even met my sister. Okay, okay. And what about you, Aunt? What's the um, statistic that you feel like you you relate to? I'm like the only one out of my friends about to get a diploma. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andina wants to share something else. So, spending on prisons and jail has increased at triple the rate of spending on pre-K through 12 public education in the last 30 years. We spend nearly $81 billion a year in corrections. That was in 2012 alone. And by the end, you know, we didn't yeah. turn nobody in. Hmm. $81 billion. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's that. I've been locked up, so mm-hmm. it ain't, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what you, from that experience, being locked up from that experience, what have you learned from that experience? Because mm. majority of y'all have been locked up at least once, or maybe. What, what What's your experience from that? That you can say, this, this was a setback, you know, but I don't want to be known as that statistic. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, because it's like, I don't know, I feel like you just, I mean, you've been looked at, you know, you're being looked at like that anyway. Mm-hmm. No matter, like, how you try to change or, yep. like, no matter what you do, like, you're still going to be looked at as a juvenile mm-hmm. or, like, a delinquent mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever they see you as. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty difficult for me, personally, like, when I first, like, came home and stuff like that because, like, I was trying to go to school, and then, like, I got my P.O. coming up to my school. I got a box on my ankle. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's already looking at me like, oh, well, you know what type of girl she is. Mm-hmm. And they don't know me. Yep. They don't even know what put me in that situation or how I got in that situation or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, um, it didn't feel good, obviously. But um, all I could do was, like, move forward with the process of my situation in mm-hmm. order for 
to get past it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was pretty difficult. I wouldn't miss that for anybody. Yeah, yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. As of 2007, more than half of those incarcerated were parents of children under the age of 18. Hmm. So this is real statistics, guys, though, that we don't even read about. These are things that I'm just now hearing for the first time. I've never even known about those type of statistics, but it makes me sad. It makes me angry. But then we also have to realize that every day we are some type of, some form of walking statistics. We have to figure out what we, what we want those statistics to be. What, what do we want that to be for our life? Do we want to have a positive statistic attached to our, our name? And we, of course. Of course. As like negative people, especially this generation. Mm-hmm. This generation itself is one of the craziest. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in like the 80s and since I don't know, but to my understanding from older people I speak to, like this generation is like. Do I think? Well, why, why do you think that though? Um, I know. I why do you think I don't that? Know. I mean, I, I, the world we live in itself is crazy, and it, it doesn't help that we don't have as many. Mm, how can I word this? Because I don't want to word it wrong. We have, we have a nice amount of black leaders, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but not that many in our communities. Mm. I think. You know, I feel like like um, you're talking about like the Martin Luther Kings and the Rosa yeah, Parks. Like, like we have those people, but you know, like we all heard their stories and everything. But it's just like we don't have too many leaders in our community or in our households mm-hmm. that can stir us on the right path. I mean, that's big. That's I had, for my own experience, like growing up, I had I had the best of both worlds because I kind of like grew up with a good childhood and then it got rocky like since mm-hmm. I hit my teens. So it's like I know the best of both worlds. So it's like for me, I kind of, and I'm glad that, you know, my parents or my mom made the decisions that she did make because they opened my eyes at a young age. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, now that I'm older, I'm still fairly young, but now that I'm older, it's like, um, I kind of know how I want to raise my child. I have a son. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I know how I want him to do it. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because mm-hmm. of the type of work that we give you can't sugarcoat anything. Yep. Like, I'm going to be very raw with him because mm-hmm. that's what he needs, especially being a black male mm-hmm. growing up in the United States. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean... It's sad that it has to be that way, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. Yeah, that is absolutely the world we live in. That was really good. I know, this is really good. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to go back to you, too. You said you disagree. Tell me why you disagree with the fact that there's no black leaders in here or just the worst. Yeah, I don't believe that it's the worst generation. Okay, so what what do you believe? I believe that we are, we are a generation full of younger people. Mm-hmm. who do have their different ideals who think differently from older people. Mm-hmm. And they think that we are worse because sometimes we make the same I mean, make, make the same dumb decisions, but we get it easy and all the other stuff mm-hmm. and all that. But that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Can I add on to what he said? Yeah. I don't, I don't, when I say, well, I didn't mean to say worse. Mm-hmm. I should have corrected myself. Um, we're not the best generation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I'll put it like that. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. But like I said, I didn't grow up in that era, so I don't know. My mom did. And I could just go by the stories that she she's told me and the stuff that I, you know. What's a car, though? I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, like, I've seen her do. But it's just, um, this generation is, is pretty raw. And yeah. I just feel like it's, it's less humanity I think when yeah. it comes to this generation. because That's like, good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's less humanity. I, I just feel like. I think this is just a whole bunch. Of, it's just a whole bunch of kids getting thrown into growing up situations. 
So of course, yeah, because a lot of young yeah. young people are having babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would agree. Everybody I mean, trying, yeah. everybody trying to be grown, but they're not grown yet. They try to be somebody they're not. Trying but then that falls back on the adults. Adults, exactly. And that's why. That's why. And that falls back on social and emotional learning exactly. in the home. Seriously, because it starts at home. So yeah, if your parents aren't helping you manage your emotions, your parents aren't helping you being able to build your character, mm-hmm. learning how to be fair and be honest and be responsible and live with integrity, yep. then where are you going to learn it from, right? And so when you get here, you kind of like thinking that these things are right. Somebody told me today in, uh, in class, she said, I don't look up to people. And I felt like that was that's the hood mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that. You got it. Yeah, so, but that's, to me, I feel like that's a hood mentality. We had to break that down to her today because of the fact that in the hood, you're not, you're not, so, like, you're not taught to, like, praise people. Mm-hmm. You're not, that's not what you taught. You taught, you taught to look out for yourself. But is that a bad thing? I, I, I mean, that's a question, but my thing it is, can it can be, it, it can, can be crippling. Be it can be yeah. crippling for your success because if you think that you're not taught to look up to nobody and people are coming to help you, like, I talked about uh, a person in class who, um, he was raised in really rough environment. I mean, from attempted murder to drug dealers to all these different things, and now doing extremely well for himself. But the he he had a mentor. A mentor came in his life and actually wrote him a check for his like last ten thousand dollars to to finish college. This was someone that had that same mentality of I don't look up to people, da da. And then started opening up to his, this mentor that he met recently and and changed his whole entire life. So it could cripple your success because you could say I don't look up to people mm-hmm. and isolate yourself. And that one person that you need to look up to or that that could help you out, you miss the opportunity. Closed mouths don't get fed, and you miss the opportunity. So what do I tell y'all all the time? There's two type of people in this world. Mm-hmm. What do I say? The mediocre and Successful. successful mediocre and successful people in the line in the, in the middle is what opportunity opportunity so listen that is really important because of the fact that you know we have to understand and see opportunity so whether you're a statistic or not a difference between being a, a positive statistics is seeing opportunities that you can change seeing opportunity for growth seeing opportunity that things can be different yeah. Kristen, so I know we were talking to a lot of students from different schools, and they were sharing that they had a criminal record. Well, the number of Americans with criminal record is about the same as the number of Americans with a four-year degree. Wow. Mm. So who's going to get both? Exactly. <laughs> That's the real question. That's the real question. Who's going to get both? Who's going to get the degree? Aunt, you out here. We out here. You out here. You out for graduation. We out here. You know what I'm saying? It's the Texas. You beating them. You beating the odds. You being what they think, it's not going to happen. That's big. That's major. That's major. Like, whether people downplay it or not, I don't care. It's major. You know how many people don't do that? You know how many people are still going to be that statistic and not the other one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you do what you got to do. But if when you get it, when you persevere, it's, it's a deeper type of respect. It's a deeper type of respect. So... Um, let's think about three ways that we can actually alter these statistics. Like, so if you have something placed on your life, of course, I believe in affirmations. So every day we wake up, we need to start speaking positive things in our atmosphere, right? So if somebody says we are something, obviously we combat that and say we're not. So that's just like having a negative thought in your mind and combating it with a positive thought every single day. So when you wake up, so we have to one, identify, you know, our statistics and then speak them out in our atmosphere and, and proclaim them. But then also we have to do what number two is recreating our atmosphere. That's what we're going to talk about 
on Monday is the next chapter's recurring atmosphere. So as we're a statistic, we could have gotten a locked up with somebody that we know. We could have, you know, was a, a single mom. We could have made a lot of different mistakes. Whatever the, the statistic is that we feel is bad on us, how do we move forward? How are we going to change that about our lives? And not just our lives, but people around us too. Because with me, when I became an entrepreneur, guess what? Then all my cousins were like, oh, I could do this too. You know, I could start a business. Mm-hmm. It was like a trend almost. Yeah, and, but it but it was a good trend because it yeah. was like, okay, yeah, make your money because you never know when a recession going to hit. Y'all, you know, keep your job, but have your little side stuff on the side. And that's what they're doing now. And so those things from me making one step, I was actually able to change some things in my family, which is going to help me change generational wealth in my family. Because once people start understanding entrepreneurship is a deeper level that you have to understand. And it's deeper, is a deeper fight that I'm fighting for, not just for y'all, not just for kids all over, not just for GOM brand ambassadors, but I'm fighting for my family that actually are watching me every single day that actually know that I got it out the mud, that I came, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really come with anything. I came... I even had five hundred dollars in my name when I started my business. I had nothing but thirty five dollars for LLC. Yeah, thank you. Speaking of coming out the thank mud, you. Christian, <laughs> black households have only ten cents in wealth for every dollar held by white households. Mm. Ten cents to every dollar of wealth. Mm. Compared to that's white a statistic for you. So she was speaking how she's the only entrepreneur, the only person to think like that mm. in her family, her immediate family at least, and how how much money she had when she finally did put it down to start her own business. Mm-hmm. Well, and on top of that, I had I just got out of having a poverty mindset. I had a poverty mindset for a long time. I used to get big contracts, big deals, and I'd be like balling. <laughs> you know, I would go out, spend money, not know how to save. Like I'm 31 now, and I'm just understanding the value of money. Seriously, I'm just now really understanding how, like, the value of money, how to save money. Like, you know how, my mom always used to say, um, if your if if money was on fire, it will burn a hole in your pocket. Like, she would always say, you can't keep money. You always, every time you get money, you spend it. Even when I was little, they would give me money like, oh, you did this chore, I'll do a chore. They'll give me money. Money be gone in, like, by the end of the night. I'm going to the mall, I'm spending everything. I never had the, I never learned how to save. It was never that way. So, of course, when I got older, it was the same habit. Who saves? Does anybody save? I'm sorry. That's good. Since I was a kid, I used to save. That's good. But I you got to. Because you, you got a baby. You got responsibilities, right? That's good. But it's it's hard. As as you can see, you know, we're the masses. We buy everything. We buy all the Jordans. We be the first one in the line. <laughs> the lines be getting crazy. You be seeing people videos going viral where we fighting. For the Jordans, sleeping, sleeping overnight for the Jordans. Black Friday, <laughs> exactly. But that's how it is. So we have to understand that, like, what you know, what statistic are we going to be when it comes to the wealth of the black families? You know, the how it says ten cents to the dollar. Like, how much are we saving? Are we really making that a priority? Are we really saying not just us making a priority, but sharing the knowledge with our sisters and brothers, and going to them and saying, "Are you saving?" Are you really saving right now? Do you know what saving means? Are you building your credit? Because no one really told me about credit. I got somebody all about working on my credit right now. To speak. You know, no, but nobody told me about it. Like, you know, I got one credit card in college and went, swiped it up. <laughs> so I was excited about it. So, I mean, we have to talk about statistics. You got another one? You I share? do. I have a positive one. Okay, great. Ready for yes, this? share some okay. positive. A growing share of blacks are completing high school and college. For the first time in U.S. history, 90% of Americans aged 25 and older have completed high school. 
In 2017, 87% of blacks age 25 and older have completed high school. And that's good because it used to be a 14% difference just four years ago. Mm -hmm. So in 1993, wow. the gap was twice as large as that. And today it's only seven percentage points. So we're closing the gap on education. We we meeting people. Okay. That's, that's good. Okay. Right? That's real good. Give me a positive. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Shoot us some more positivity. Find some more positive. We need to positive in our life. No, so I believe that the, the biggest thing that we, we can take away from today, of course, is, and I hope the listeners are taking away, is becoming self-aware of every single t- statistic that you add to throughout your day, throughout your month, throughout your year. What do you add as a statistic? Because we are all walking statistics, and we have to understand that we're powerful in our own right, but we have to make sure that we're adding power to our names and to our uh, culture into our race, whatever race you are, you, you're adding to that. So every single day, our, our decisions that we make, make sure they're responsible decisions. Every day, make sure that we're learning how to manage our emotions so we don't become a statistic or become in a situation. You know how I always tell people that, like, they have a high a high gun rate, you know, where, where cops are, are killing our black kids right now, right? And that was something that was really big, but no one no one taught our us how to manage ourselves in those emotions either. So it's like, you know, what do I need to do in order to not get shot if a cop is pointing at me, you know? Yeah, that's really important. So I know we're doing some uh, forums coming up where we're bringing polices on to our panels to talk to our kids about how to manage their emotions and situations because if we're not educated, we're not going to know. We're not going to know. And we and, and in the heat of the moment when a cop come to us, we're going to spaz out because we feel like we ain't do nothing wrong. We're, we're defensive. <laughs> Recording is good too. I mean that that works now. That works nowadays. So do you, did you have another one too? I do have a lot. Okay. Okay. This is about African American women. Okay. So African American women only earn six hundred and ten dollars per week, whereas African American men made six hundred and sixty six dollars. And white women's median usually weekly earnings were seven hundred and eighteen. This was in two thousand and thirteen. So we're still getting paid less to the dollar. Just in general, mm. sixty four cents to every compared to the white woman's dollar. Mm. Black women get paid. Mm. That's a fact. Um, what else do we have? Married or cohabiting African-American households have a median wealth of 31500 while single African-American women have a median wealth of only $100. Mm. Do y'all hear that? Cohabiting or married African-American households have a median wealth of $31,500. While single African American women have a median wealth of only one hundred dollars, African American with children, however, have a zero median wealth. Mm. Zero to one hundred dollars to thirty-one thousand dollars. Wow! That's sick, right? Wow! 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 That's crazy. We need to end up on a positive one, though, because <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, we gotta get up on one positive. So, um, but before we go, I want to make sure that. You guys say something positive to all of the students listening. Um, we have students that listen that are in, you know, in school suspension right now. So shout out to you. I hope you are taking something away from this. We have students that listen that's in our curriculums that um, that just are listening as they're walking home from school. So I know we have a lot of positive um, people, a lot of mindsets that have changed in this room. So is there anything that you would like to say, El Shaddai? <clears throat> I would like to say keep your head up. Uh, don't let others that have negative vibes and people that, that, that keep falling down influence you to fall down with them. Uh, be strong and keep your head high. Keep your head high. Yes. Good. Stay out the way and stay in school. Stay out the way and stay in school. Yeah. Uh, if somebody keeps telling you you ain't nothing every day, 
just combat that with positive thinking and you'll overcome it. Yeah, that's good. Anybody else? I like don't it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do what you want to do. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do what you want to do. Live your dreams. That's good, Joel. Anybody else? Trey, you got something for him? No? That's something? Be yourself. Be yourself. Persevere at all times. I love it. All right. Anybody else? Before we end? Don't let your past define you. Um, as long as you're living in the moment, you have a chance to do anything and be anything. I love it. I love it. All right. So, guys, listen up. Um, for more information on Dangers of the Mind, check out Dangers of the Mind on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, visit DangersOfTheMind.com and grab the resources that you need to really be able to propel and walk into your fullest purpose. I'm so excited that Dangers of the Mind was on with Roosevelt Stay today. Hey! Represent! This is one of my favorite schools, by the way, and so I'm excited to be here and be able to do this live. Um, and we will be back next Wednesday. Check us out. Y'all want to say bye? And follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Turn up yeah. underscore at. That's T. Shawty. Hey. Yeah. All right, listen. He's going to say Dangers of the Mind out. All right? Sing it. El Shaddai. This is El Shaddai. Put your, put your Instagram name. My Instagram name, uh, A-L Shaddai, A-E-L-S-H-A-D-I-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Dangers of the Mind. Ooh. Love it. We out. The Dangers of the Mind Podcast. The, 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 the Dangers of the Mind Podcast with Kristen Hopkins.